0: this is space cats peace turtles the unofficial podcast for fantasy flights twilight imperium episode 59 prelim map analysis music by ben prunty featuring matt martins and hunter donaldson Hunter, I had I, I didn't tell you I played a game the other day. It was a good one. Uh, I won as the Gobblers of Turkmenistan. Um, so, wait, So you know, ha, had an early game, had an early game. Uh, you know, squash casserole. Uh, took the alpha wormhole with that, and uh, really just ended stuffed and bloated. And then it was a, a wait wait. A quick how jaunt to how the was your time. how was your
1: alpha wormhole after the after the stuffed and bloated? Your alpha wormhole was stuffed and bloated. I had an I
0: had a, I had a stuffed and bloated a hole. How? Uh, ugh.
1: <laughs> <laughs> right, because oh. it was Thanksgiving.
0: Yeah, I've been eating Thanksgiving food for three days now. Uh, nothing but I have had nothing but turkey, um, save for the occasional cinnamon roll, mm-hmm. and I'm dying. I'm yeah. dying. I had that. Um, I had that classic like Friendsgiving moment.
1: Uh, cause my, my family doesn't live in Portland, but, uh, all my friends, sh- we showed up at this place where my, uh, my friend was hosting and, uh, the turkey was still in the oven. And that was, uh-huh. it, it was just that classic moment of like, Oh, Oh wow. And then we just kind of like waited for a long time. Then, huh? Yeah. Yeah.
0: <laughs> uh, did you miss my wife and I? Not being there to make you a delicious Thanksgiving meal.
1: Yeah, I mean honestly your guys' cooking would have been a lot better than uh than my friend Steven's
0: <laughs>
1: I hope Steven
0: I know Steven, doesn't Steven does not show, listen. Steven so does not listen.
1: And even yeah. if he did, you know, whatever. He St- wouldn't care.
0: <laughs> well um, yeah, what are we doing today? We we have a weird episode today. I'm so Hunter. sleepy from we, all that food I ate. I genuinely am sleepy. We're on this this episode was a little bit more on Hunter's schedule, so I'm a sleepy man. Yeah, today. and um, I'm ready to go. Yeah, Hunter's ready to go, and I'm ready for bedtime. Uh, but no, we're, we are gonna talk. Okay, this is gonna be this is conceptually actually I think a little bit weird. Uh, we want to talk about the map. The map that we're going to use, we're going to use right, a map, right? Right, uh, and it's going to be a pre-made map that we made, and um, we we want to talk about it, but obviously it's a it's a visual thing, so we're going to do image. Two things. It is an image, but we're, we're and we're going to post an image of it, uh, you know, with the Reddit post, and we'll post it on the Discord and wherever we can. I don't know. I might if I can include an image or link in the podcast description, I will try to do that. I'm going to make sure this map is out there. But we're also going to do our best to describe these maps as best as we can. We're, right. we're going to go pie slice by pie slice uh, and just kind of break down like what is good about each slice, what what we're hoping to accomplish with this map and why we have it designed the way we have it designed. Right. And what we hope it does for the tournament at large, g- given like knowing how our draft is going to play into things like we, you know, I think we designed this map with the intent of like the draft is an important mechanic. And so you need to draft well so that you get the right position on this map that you want. You right. Know, because, we're ta- because we're taking map making out of the equation, you now need to look at the map, study it and decide how you want to properly draft. Um, I think that's why it's, I mean, so we should say this map is going to get used more than any other map. Uh, in the tournament there's 18 games in the preliminary round Mm -hmm. and then there's only three games three games and one game right so the other three maps of the tournament are going to be barely used at all so really all of the information that we're going to gain from the tournament is from this map that we're going to talk about right right um Um, and uh, there's something special and specific about this
1: map that i i think you should we should talk about kind of right off the bat um, and it has to do yeah. with the equidistant systems.
0: Right. And we brought this up a little bit like last week or maybe the week before. But um, yeah, there's no planets in equidistant systems. Not a single one. Um, that was an active choice um, because there's really two things at, at play there. One is obviously I prefer maps where things are crazier. Right. I, I want I want maps to be you know these kind of like oh you have this but you don't have this so you you gotta weigh those options but i mean people tend to find things to complain about if like their slice obviously had a flaw that some other slice didn't have right right and so we we the the main thing is we wanted um all of the slices to be about as um symmetrical as we could possibly make them and the only way to really do that is to put all the junk in the equidistant systems Mm -hmm. um the the uh, the reverse of that is if we didn't put all the junk in the equidistant systems your pie slices would be broke like absolutely broke which is a fine way to play like a fun way to play make everyone fight for every penny they want to get but we thought for a preliminary round that wasn't quite the direction we wanted to go we didn't want to make it so cutthroat in that first round i'm actually more intrigued by everyone should be able to do decent on this map. And so ideally the players that are the best are the ones that best know how to take advantage of other players, right? Right. If, if, if just sitting there, so this is the map we played on uh, last week and Sardak won, And we kind of said part, part of the reason Sardak won is he was able to avoid any major conflicts with other players. And he got a lot of tech as a Sardak. Um, That's partly in, do in part because of this map and how, how it allows you to set yourself up so if you can keep yourself out of harm's way you will do very well on this map for sure and we think that in the first round that is a, a fine thing to reward uh, and just trust that in later rounds that will not be the case right um it's it's gonna get a lot more cutthroat as we go so we wanted to start with just kind of the most casual and especially not not casual but the most Um, it's almost the most meta dependent, right? It's less about board positioning because everyone's got good stuff in their slices. And it is more about you're going to have to play against each other. Well, right. right? And meta against each other. Well, and, and see what victory points people are going for and call that out. And you know, all, all those things come into play. So I'm excited about this map. Um, I, I think it's going to be fun to commentate how people are, are using it. Um, so I mean, we're gonna get eighteen games on it. So that's you know, we're gonna get a lot of info about what it's like to play on a map where everyone's sitting fairly comfortably. In right. Slice. Right.
1: Yeah. I mean, all the all the slices, their resource and influence values. If we were to just read them out really quickly, starting from the twelve o'clock position and going clockwise, is seven seven six seven seven eight six seven eight eight seven seven eight. They are yeah. So close to being perfectly symmetrical, basically right
0: right um, and, and all of that totals to either fifteen or fourteen um, total, like you know whatever you want to call it resource a, and amount of things yeah. the only exception to that is the top one, and we'll we'll talk about that a little bit more in a minute, uh, so. Hunter, uh, do you, you want to start diving in, or is there any other broad stroke things to kind of say about, like, the general map theme and the, and, and things to say generally about the map?
1: Um, one clever thing I would like to point out um, is that, so no, none of the slices have um, four of the same uh, planet types within the slice. Um, right. That, of course, that's like, you know, kind of a no-duh type thing. However, most maps, it's kind of impossible to make it competitive. Um, For everyone like like every most of the time in a slice um, you're not going to have much of a shot at getting the control planet type objectives and what we've done is kind of every other slice has a good shot um, and at one specific type um meaning that if you're not sitting in that space you need to prevent your neighbors from taking that objective from you and you will probably have to do a little more to get that from them right um but the every other approach of it i feel like is what makes it fair the fact that the neighbors will have to check
0: each other to make sure that that stays even
1: basically right
0: right so i think we're gonna take this slice by slice and we're gonna kind of break down the numbers real fast but then we're gonna talk about like what what Hunter and I envision that slice being good with, yeah, now, kind of players our in games basically. are gonna, you know, p- players I think are gonna end up in all sorts of different slices. They're, they're, it's not like everyone's gonna go for and end up in the position they want. If anything, it's it's part of an argument of how people should play against the drafting method, right? Is oh, I know this faction would do really well in the north position, mm-hmm. so I need to block them. I'm gonna take the north position because I can't let Soul take it or whatever, right? There's, there's these kinds of considerations. We're going to get a little bit more into my favorite thing about this map is I think it makes bad factions viable. Um, as we saw, we saw a Muat and a Sardak do amazing on this map the other day. Uh, and and that is partly due because of like some of the tech objective things and just some of the, the layouts. It gives factions that have a harder time. It gives them a chance um, in the early rounds. So um, yeah, we're going to break down the numbers and we're going to talk through which factions we think get a leg up from it. And then a little bit just of, you know, whatever else comes to mind in terms of wh- why this fact or why this pie slice is good or bad. Right. Um, um, so I, we're going to start. Oh, go ahead. Yeah. I, I just wanted to say bef- before
1: we start, uh, we're like, don't take everything we're about to say like too too literally. We decided to go through the slices and just pick like like we we would take a faction and be like this faction this is probably the best slice for that specific yeah.
0: faction however there are other viable ones too like yeah and- i mean honestly almost every faction is going to do fine in every spot there's just certain spots where it's like ooh that's that's really going to you know right. fill your gaps or it's going to you know help save you or whatever there there's a, yeah there with the good factions the good factions are going to do good in every single slice right. there isn't a you know we're definitely going to more lean into talking about like, how does a bad faction use this slice to get ahead?
1: Right. Um, And kind of before we, we we didn't really force ourselves to say something about every single faction. Um, So there were about five that we were like, they're probably just good at any of these. And there's not really a specific slice where we could see something notable. And those ended up being Barony, L1, Nalu, Sol, and Jolnar. Um which I feel pretty good about yeah being th- those, the five that are like left out those are all great factions, and they're they're gonna play great in any of these slices, and yeah. I wouldn't be too worried about that um, Oh, you know
0: what I'm also noticing Isarl. Esarrel's not on that
1: list oh that's true, yeah, uh, Isarl um, we kind of just threw slice. as well because i mean yeah. they're all pretty even um point wise I guess the only thing with Esarrel is sometimes they like a green
0: skip, but that's that's eh. just sometimes. So let's let's dig in. Let's start with this top one. And again, if you are listening to this episode, uh, I will have put a link to a picture of this uh, map that you can look at if you want to look at it while you're listening. I know a lot of people, though, listen in the car. So again, we're going to do our best to kind of visualize this for you. But if you want to look at the map, it'll be in the Reddit post. It'll be on the Discord. It should be in the podcast description. Um, So hopefully you have access to that link somewhere. Uh, If not, Hit me up on Facebook. I will send it to you directly. Um, so the first one we're going to call, uh, we're calling this slice the little and tight. Yeah, this is the, uh, the we, 12 o'clock slice. The, we the had it called northern. small and tight at first. The reason it's called small and tight or little and tight is because this has got the least amount of value. Uh, out of all of the pie slices. It is a 7-6, which means seven resources and six influence within the slice. And so that totals up to 13. Every other slice has either 14 or 15. So this one got kind of the short end of the stick. So you would think it is the worst slice. But here's how we laid it out. Um, Every single slice is, is built essentially the same way, which is Uh, The position to the left of the home system or to the if you know if we're going counterclockwise the I, I don't know how to describe this depends on how you're looking at each slice regardless if you're sitting there looking at the board the the tile to your right is always empty sometimes it's got an alpha wormhole or a beta wormhole in the empty system but it is always empty then. The systems on your way to Mechatol Rex are always planets, and then the system to the left of your home system is always a planet right so in this one you've got your empty to your left, you've got Ka and raron, a one two and a zero three, then you've got a Freya, the three zero and the two zero that's the really really rich uh hazardous planets. Then you've got Tarman on the way adjacent to Mechatol Rex as a one one with a green skip yeah. So all total, that's 7-6. Um, and this one has the best start of the game. This what, what, what I mean by that is this has the most value immediately adjacent to your home system. Mm-hmm. It, it's actually tied with another system. But the argument we make beyond that is it actually has the best breakdown of those resources. Right. Because this one... Because it's a Biz freer, it means it's a 3-0 or a 2-0. You're not using that as influence ever. It's always going to be resources. Right. And then Case and Rayron, a 0-3 and a 1-2 is basically always going to be used as influence. So you have kind of this perfect balance of like, I can use these planets as resources and these planets as influence. And, and some players, I don't know, maybe won't prefer that, but I like having planets like that. I don't like having 2-2 two, two planets. Right. I think that's really annoying to have because it feels like you're burning two resources when you use it for influence um, and vice versa. So, so having, having, you know, all one or the other in each planet, I think has a lot of value to it and means you have access to some really good um, starting positions. I mean, if you, if you take case and rare on Abyss Freya in your first turn, you just gained six resources that you can use uh, and five influence right, right. away.
1: Um, I, I also want to point out that, especially due to something, to a case, basically, that you're going to make later, Matt, there might be a little more than average uh, diplomacy round one play in the, on this map. Uh, right. Yeah. And because of that, and also, like, this this slice actually maybe even you could make a case for might add to that. The fact that a Freya is neighboring uh, right. your home system means that if somebody does go for that diplomacy play, you know where to be, basically. Right. Diplo is to.
0: definitely worth five resources For in sure. pie slice, For and sure. that's not nothing. If you are a last pick faction, if you're picking sixth, sometimes Diplo becomes a viable thing if it's getting you five resources. Right. Depends on what other people are doing, and, you know, we're going to see that there's another pie slice that also gets five resources. So, I, I don't know. That's your your call to make but the other reason this one is good for those factions that struggle a little bit early and need that extra money is it's got a supernova in one of the equidistant systems to it uh if you're if you're looking at the table the left equidistant is a supernova which means you kind of have this nice little wall between you and one of your neighbors that's why this is our favorite slice for the arborec Right. I'll go ahead and throw that one out there right now. Uh it's got a green skip, which is good to get Latani to or bioplasmosis when you need it. It's got a lot of money. And you've got one side decently blocked off from an early aggressor, which people like to be aggressive on Arborac early. Right. So if you can if you can, you know, limit that by fifty percent, that's that's pretty good for Arborac. I, I think also your other
1: neighbor um Having to only deal with one neighbor as our breck is uh, is wonderful, um, and the fact that your other neighbor is just mere empty space. I mean, obviously, if, if it was a nebula, that would be best, but that would also make this like a crazy defensive slice. Um, but right. the fact that it's just an empty, it's not like an asteroid field where things might get wily. Um, it feels like the most uh, possibly easier to negotiate border. Right than some of these others so you've got one border that's basically like well that's going to be a slow process with the supernova and the other border uh is just empty space so you you kind of have to figure it out but i think i think slow start races are gonna have a lot easier time with this slice um we mentioned arborek i think you could make an argument i think it's just both on our minds because of how well he utilized it uh but sardak
0: um played wonderfully in this role yeah well, and I also like it for Sardak because of I mean almost exclusively because of that green skip. Yeah. Um you have Tarman on the way to Mechatol Rex, so Sardak with upgraded infantry is a killer move. And right. uh, our, we didn't see I don't remember if we saw our Sardak go for that. Maybe he got it later, but but you could you could sprint right for infantry too using Tarman right. and be in a really good position. Uh, I pointed out at 1.2 uh I I actually kind of like this slice for Nalu. Um, specifically but it's the same argument for Sardak or anyone who's trying to pump a bunch of stuff out i mean if you get that green skip you're pumping out ground force twos and you have a biz freya you could put a space dock on a biz and freya that's nine production you can pump out nine ground forces per round with a single activation yeah that's pretty good um so i i like this slice for those ones that want to want to just pump out big stacks of fighters or ground forces yeah i I think you can do a lot there
1: yeah uh what about planet type wise this is
0: not the best slice for those objectives no Um, it's not it's two red two industrial two industrial two hazardous and one cultural and your access to getting like a fourth of anything is i would say the trickiest out of every single slice yeah um your best options are you've got a neighbor with some industrials that you could pick off and Hazardous, um, too. I mean, it, you could go either hazardous. way. Um, yeah. you, do have, you also
1: have a, a neighboring Vefit, too, which is a Hazardous. So that might... Right. You could maybe go that direction, and right. Right, that would be your but third, is, and then you still got to get a fourth. it is certainly worth
0: noting... Yeah, it is worth noting that this is one of the harder ones to, to do it with, though. Right. But they're, um,
1: they're all pretty difficult with that. Yeah. There's only one or two slices that I would say have an easier time.
0: Right. I will say, too, this one maybe also has the worst odds of getting triple tech skips um, right because one of your neighbors has a tech skip very far away from you now your other neighbor has both tech skips close to you so i don't know it, it kind of goes back and forth that that one just comes down to it depends on who actually is sitting in those slices right so i can't make that judgment call but i i would say with those two control objectives this one is in a little bit of a of a less uh, a little bit harder spot than some of the other slices yeah yeah uh, i i think it's just like it's probably the most defensive slice Right got. and on this map that has a lot of value right as we saw with Sardak you don't necessarily have to go all over the place right. if the objectives come out right you're just going to sit pretty in your slice with a supernova block in your you know one person's way and like you might just do fine because you don't necessarily need to leave Right I would say as long as that the player in this slice focused on their diplomatic
1: relations with the neighbor that they share empty space with I think they right. could have a very good early game and then it kind of kind of who knows how that mid game is going to shake out, but I think the early game sure. could be really
0: fun. Sure, let's move on. Yeah, uh, our next slice uh, in the you know in the the two o'clock position or the northeast position, uh, if you're looking at the photo, uh, we're calling this the fast and cultured. Uh, the cultured part is pretty obvious. It's got three cultured planets just sitting right there in the slice, um, so you you have pretty good access to that, and you've got lots of close cultural planets outside of your uh, right pie right. slice. So decent odds of getting the culture planet uh, objectives, but fast because adjacent to your home system is a blue skip, right? Um, uh, and and it's grawl. It's a good blue skip. It's it's attached to Centauri. That's worth. Um, you know, a it's a one three, so that's basically a command counter whenever you want it. Right. So, you know, extra movement, extra activation per round. You've also got Resculon and Cornique, which is a two zero and a one two. Uh, to the right of your home system is the empty Alpha Wormhole, so that's another reason they're fast. Usually, you know, the the empty ends of wormholes we regard as the worst end. It's harder to defend. But on the flip side of that, if you have that blue skip and you get gravity drive, or if you're ghosts, you can really get some places by having access to that. And if you block it correctly, you know, it might not be that bad. Uh, And then finally, on the way to Mechatol Rex, adjacent to Mechatol is Vefut 2, which is a 2-2. So all in all, this is your 7-7 pie slice. It's basically as well-rounded as a pie slice gets numerically Mm -hmm. on this map. Mm -hmm. And yeah, um, I we had kind of a hard time deciding like what this slice was best with and just the, the blue skip alone is what pushed us into this idea of like, this is your mobile faction. This is your, you know, whoever wants to just kind of get out and go. Right. um, Which could be, could be a lot of
1: factions, really anybody that could use a blue skip, which is, I mean, it's arguably the best skip. So, um, right. Everyone
0: can use a blue skip.
1: I think there were other things about it though, that make it a really good ghost slice. Um, the fact that, so, like, you have the bad side of the of the a wormhole, but yeah. you also can probably get to it faster than the the person that owns Lodor or Quan. Right. Meaning, you could pull off some pretty crazy shenanigans. Um, also, having that blue skip could allow you to get like to something crazy quickly, like light wave deflector, which would be right. completely insane for ghosts. Um, yeah, like yeah, I I I think there are there there are probably a couple slices that I would say are pretty viable for ghosts. But yeah. I think I just like this one with the the blue skip just seems to be the thing that kind of pushes it over um, for right. me. And also the fact that it is the best slice for control objectives, which yes. like ghosts have the best likelihood of being able to pull those out like very quickly right. and easily.
0: Yeah. Uh, the other one is uh, the Clan Assar, I think, does great here. A blue skip early isn't too bad for them. If you start with any mass, you can just skip. Straight. To, I mean, usually you want gravity drive anyways, but being able to skip to carrier two if you want it, or later on, like Hunter even said, skip to light wave. Mm-hmm. I think a blue skip is useful. Um, also, your your left um, adjacent or your left equidistant system is an asteroid field, which. As a you know, clanessar, that's always a good position to right, be in. Right, right. Um, I don't think this is like by and large the best slice ever for a clanessar, but on this map, I think it's one of the better ones you can have access to. Yeah, I, um, I agree. I think it's a helpful one to kind
1: of burn through. I think I think what makes it good for sar is that so th- this this slice is on the other side of that supernova, um, so it gets that same benefit of being like yeah. kind of defensive. Um, And then if you're SAR, then you've got an asteroid field to do some really horrible shenanigans on your other neighbor. So so, yeah, if we kind of protected
0: on one side and and gutting the other person. Right. Which for every other faction
1: besides SAR, uh, the asteroid field is just going to be a liability. Just something that people are going to be able to jump across to possibly mess with your stuff. So that's why I think I think SAR actually might even be the best for this slice.
0: Uh, and one other consideration, but we're going to have a bigger one later, but we did, we wanted to throw Muat in here because we advocate Muat with a blue skip. Right. Um, and so this is a fine spot for a Muat to be in. There is a much better slot. There's a later way on. better spot. So yeah. we'll talk about that. Uh, and, and we, y- if you listened to last week's episode, you, you know, a little bit already, right. but, but this is a, this is a perfectly fine Muat position yeah. as well. Um, so let's, let's move on, because that, that one's harder to talk about. The rest of the slices from here on out, I think, get much more interesting. Pretty specific, yeah. Um, so this next one we're calling Big and Tight. So we had Little and Tight, uh, right. and that was our 7-6. So this is our 8-6 slice. Um, to your right, you have an empty slice, or an empty system. To your left, you've got Tekaron and Torkan. That's a two zero and a 0-3. Again, nice, evenly balanced numbers nothing you know no no two twos or whatever then you have new albion and star point which is a one one green tech skip and a three one and then on the route to mechatol rex you've got quan with the beta wormhole uh and that's a two one right and this this is the five o'clock basically this is our this is your yeah this is like your four or five o'clock position and uh it's it is effectively the same it's a green tech skip Mm -hmm. just like the little and tight uh, it's actually the same, almost the same value of um, uh, planet traits. Right. It's instead of it's. It is also too hazardous, but instead of too industrial, it's too cultural. Right. And one industrial. Right. Um, but it basically it just comes with one more resource and that same sort of balanced approach to the resources. Um, I love. I love having a zero three Torcan and Raron are some of my favorite systems or some favorite planets in the game. Mm-hmm. Um, having just a free command counter is always amazing. And I love new Albion so much, uh, especially as Mentak. This is my Mentak dream slice. Now, right. not everybody advocates the like ridiculous round one stuff. I like to do with Mentak, but it really is like my favorite play in the entire game is to get round one cruiser two. Uh, and new Albion is the best system to do that with
1: right yeah we all again t-
0: to point it out that that play is you take new albion uh you rely on diplomacy or you take diplomacy or yourself i get that that's controversial whatever but you refresh for the green skip you're also gaining three resources out of that uh and then you use tech to flip new albion get cruiser two you start with two cruisers you can send those cruiser twos to go invade more planets right so you-, you can have a really really killer start uh if you if you Turn things around right for yourself,
1: yeah. Like a really scary start, actually. Um, we also have Necro written here, but I'm not sure I remember why, if I'm being honest.
0: Uh, the argument for Necro was it's the most resources out of it, it's tied for most resources. Oh, I see, yeah, uh, yeah. and you don't need the influence. So, it being six in influence, which is the least amount of influence you can have in a slice, we basically said Necro is fine here. Uh, because they don't care about the lack of influence right um i would say it is a little bit unfortunate that one of those influences is just a zero three so you basically have a planet i that mean is useless you're yeah. just i mean it's not useless though because you are still going to use the secondary of leadership right it's just that's an extra command counter you're gonna bank you're banking even more command counters but i like having techeron and Quan, so a two zero and a two one mm-hmm. so that you can do the secondary of tech and have a f- effectively the most efficient path to getting um, some more command counters, if you like to do the technology command counter play as right, Necro, which right, I do, right? Um, it, so it's it's just generally a decent slice. the uh, The last one was that um, so your your right equidistant is that asteroid field we were just talking about, and your left equidistant is a gravity rift, which sometimes Necro just has to make hail mary passes to get some tech. That's true. So it's not bad to just send a cruiser through the rift to try to hit something and blow it up. Um it's it's a perfectly valid approach if you're desperate for, you know, one more tech to finalize a, an objective or something. That makes sense. Yeah, so, I'm into yeah that. I mean no, yeah, it's not like it's an a it's not like a choice slice for necro, but out of everything, we could, when we had all of our list of factions over here of ones we hadn't accounted for yet, necro was on the list and this seemed like the best necro slice out of all of them. Yeah. So I think that's kind of all we were really basing that on.
1: Yeah. I agree. Well, I am excited about our next slice. Uh it is I think the <laughs> I think it's the wildest one, even even more wild than the, than yeah, the last one we'll do. Than the do. crazy one that we'll do. Um but yeah, and I I feel like this slice, Matt, is your I think this is your masterwork. This is this is the <laughs> this is the best slice.
0: I what's funny about some of these slices is I, I made I made the first draft at this map and then we've kind of been toying with it ever since. But uh, I realized after the fact that there I made a couple slices that are like perfect for some factions and I did not mean to do that. Right. I did not mean to make these next three slices are literally like if I were to say I want all of these things in this faction slice, that's what these slices are. so let's let's quit beating around the bush. This is Darien's slice. this is the six uh, for o'clock. those of you the six o'clock. this is six o'clock and for those of you who don't know who Darien is, Darien is the leader of the Yin Brotherhood. This is your yin slice folks. Um, so let me let me break it down. To your right is an empty uh system, just like everybody else. To your left is Melanzobat, which is a 0-2 and a 3-1 planet. Uh then you have Arnor Lore, which is a 2-1 and a 1-2. And then you have Wellen, which is a 1-2 and a yellow tech skip. Uh if you've been listening to us recently, you know that we uh just got shown how amazing having a yellow tech skip. As Yin is, because getting right. early transit diodes is just like the most beautiful thing in the world. Yeah, um, and nothing is better for Yin than planets with two influence and very little resources, because you're you want to use indoctrination, their ability where you spend two influence to convert a ground force, and this uh, pie slice has three. Melon 0-2, Lore one two, and Wellen one two. So you have tons of planets that you can use to burn on indoctrination right. throughout the game. That right. way you don't have to spend trade goods, or you don't have to spend some two two planet just to you know. You're not burning two resources just to indoctrinate. You you know, Melon is the perfect. Pla- melon and Dalbutha are the two planets in the game that are like designed for indoctrination. Right. Um. And and the, our our uh, current layout of this whole system doesn't even have Dalbutha in it so this is your only option right. for a zero two right uh and beyond that it's just great i mean yeah yellow tech skip three zero or one twos uh and a decent amount of resources outside of that it's, it's just i don't know i love it the last major consideration for the Yin brotherhood being amazing in this slice is your right equidacent is the gravity rift and you can do some stupid shenanigans with the Van Haug, uh sending it through a gravity rift. It blows up in the dest. If even if you don't get through the gravity rift, technically the ruling as of today, and there's actually some evidence that this might change. Uh, Dane may decide to later change his mind, but for now, if the, if the Van Haug blows up in the gravity rift, it blows up in the destination system. So, Oof. You can effectively send your Van Hog through the Grav Rift into Starpoint New Albion and blow up everything sitting in front of your neighbor's home planet. Which will happen. We will see that. Which will definitely happen. Oh, come on. There's going to be yins in this tournament and they are going to find their way to this slice. Uh, Another uh, consideration for this one, though, is this actually isn't a terrible Winu slice. Right. Hunter, do you want to break that down?
1: Sure. Uh, so you want you want the clear path to Mechatol, which every slice has. But what's notable about this slice is that it has a yellow skip on the way to Mecatol Rex. Um, right. The only other yellow s- skip is in another slice, and it is not on the path to Mecatol. So Winu, even without their you know their their mobility of their of their great fleet, <laughs> um is still going to be able to make the stop at Arnor Lore and then Wellen and then come into Mechatol with the yellow skip, which is uh which is ideal for a hegemonic. Right.
0: Yeah. And the the other consideration there too is your left equidistant is a uh nebula, right. which means kind of same thing as our Arborek uh top slice argument was the you know, you need a little bit of protection and that nebula certainly helps slow anything down um the the only way people are getting to you are around the backside, right uh, and that they're just not going to get a straight shot to your home system as easily right i do still think like winu is like i think just
1: a it's just a difficult situation like the idea of like yeah. a winu having to not this doesn't save Winu, it right this doesn't
0: like make winu a great faction right but right. It, it is certainly your best position you could be in if, if i were winu this is the slice i would pick yeah. every single time yeah i agree with that um there's even an argument for that gravity rift helping you because, you know, someone might get cheeky and decide they want to send something through the gravity rift to blow up your stuff. And, hey, you got a 30% chance of that attack not making it. Right, right. Yeah, so. gravity
1: rifts are kind of a... They're a weird gambit defensively or offensively. It's hard to decide right. what they are for people. So it just depends. Right. Let's do that next one. Because this, this one is like... This one, I don't even know if I agree. <laughs> like This one is... This, this one is the weirdest one to me.
0: Well, this is the one that I played Extra in, and this is what we're calling the Dangerous Diplo Slice. This is bottom left uh, in the 8 o'clock position. Um, to your right is the empty side of the beta wormhole. To your left is Saudor, a 2-2. Two, two. Uh, right in front of your home system is Barragler to 4, the best system in the game. That's a 3-1 and a 2-3. And then you have Thiba on your way to Mechatol Rex, which is a 1-1 one, one with a blue tech skip. Um so the reason this is a dangerous diplo slice is you can diplo Beragler to four, and that's very good. I mean it's as effectively as good as a bizfreer, right? That's why we talked about it earlier with the little and right, tight right. pie slice. But uh I, I love this slice because also the the blue tech skip th- this is my favorite extra slice. Right. Um because I would like to diplo round one as extra. I I don't, I'm not opposed to diploing. The reason I want to diplo as extra round one is I want to get five resources from Barangler to four. I want a piece of cords, Thibba right next to Mechatol Rex. Uh, then next round, I want to put a space stack on Thibba and build my flagship out of it immediately. So I have a flagship parked next to to Mechatol Rex, blocking anyone from hopefully taking Mechatol Rex. Mm -hmm. Um, And I have that blue tech skip so I can jump straight to gravity drive so that my flagship now has movement to whenever I need it to. Right. If I I need to jump my flagship somewhere new, it's not going too slow. Uh, And you've always, and you you continue to have bear glitter 4 you've also got the nebula protecting you just like the bottom slice had Uh, to your left. Equidistant is a, an asteroid field, which isn't as ideal, but um, I just think it's a, it's a it's a good slice for anyone who decides they want to pull the trigger on a Diplo play, round one. Right. Ooh, and uh, actually, something I forgot to mention
1: when we were talking about the 6 o'clock slice, the Darian oh, slice. yeah, yeah, yeah. Is that is another slice uh, that has an easy time getting the industrial um, planet nice. types. So we're right. sticking with the every other. Um, and so the first one was uh, cultural. This one, uh, the 6 o'clock is industrial um, and then for for the dangerous diplo slice, there's
0: not it's not really a great situation, uh, planet type wise. Um, too hazardous and too industrial, and there's stuff in range for both, but it is a it is certainly a harder go. Right, because you're pro- you're the only you could take
1: two more industrial from one of your neighbors, but it's the defensive neighbor, the one with the nebula in the way. Exactly. And then for your other neighbor, you could get you know, either the two industrial or two hazardous from them, but it's going to, it's two systems that you
0: have to take from them basically. So, right. which is well, crazy. In, in our game, what, in our game, what I actually ended up doing is my goal was to go for hazardous because you've got Vefit two, just on the other side of Mechaton. Oh, right, right, right. And then your neighbor on the weak, you know, below the nebula has Zobat there. Um, that's what I had been going for. But again, even that is still a bit of a stretch because you gotta jump over Mechatol Rex to get there. Yeah, so, that is difficult. Or or go through the beta wormhole. You can go through the beta, uh, through Quan to to Vefa too. But regardless, it is one of those slices that is a little bit harder to get the planet trait objectives. Yeah. Um, but I mean this slice is basically defined by the fact that Barraglerta 4 is in it. Um, and this always happens if you're trying to make a balance- galaxy. If you put bear to four in a pie slice, you almost never have room for any more planets, right? Because of how how much that brings to the table, right? Um, so yeah, you're 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 only three other planet, or you're only two other planets are a two two and a one one. So you you it really is all about bear to four, which means this pie slice becomes kind of about defending bear to four right. and using bear to four wisely to branch out and get more stuff, which is why I don't think it's a terrible thing to diplo at round one, because if you need to just jumpstart, if you just use Barrigler to four just to build more stuff in your home system so that you can continue to defend and then take stuff from your neighbors, mm-hmm. maybe that's what you have to do. And, and I think having Barrigler to four in your home s- slice kind of forces that upon you.
1: I think what's really crazy about this whole map in general is that it is making like like Diplo is we're going to see more of it than normal just yeah, because yeah. all Two of the positions. best all of the best system tiles are neighboring home systems
0: like yep yeah so that that was
1: a that was another an intended
0: factor of this one is every single the best six what everyone calls the best six slices I, I think you know sometimes Arnor Lore or like Corny Gresculon gets left out of that I would say Corny Gresculon is the weakest one I'm referring to here but but the best five planet systems are directly in front of home slices right so yeah everyone right. has very good access to the best systems in the game right which, so what hunter's saying is yeah you, there's plenty of people who may decide to dip low that right away right um let's talk about the fun slice yeah the best this slice one is the, crazy whole thing <laughs> uh, we call this the slice of the gash lie uh because well it's it's the war sun slice it's the muat right. slice right um so, to your right is an empty system. Uh, this is the uh, 10 o'clock position, by the way. So, this is the one um, neighboring our Dangerous Diplo and our Little and Tight. You've got an empty system to your right. You've got Lazar Saculag to your left, which is a 1 0 with a yellow tech skip and a 2 1. Directly in front of you is RNAM Mir, which is a 1 2 and a 0 4 with a red tech skip. And then you've got Lodor, which is the Alpha Wormhole with a 3-1 planet on the way to Mechatol Rex. Um, this one, similar to the Bering Lerta 4. When you put R&M Mirror in a slice, it becomes defined by that. So right. all of your influences in that and all of the resources had to be kind of thrown into your other two uh, planet tiles. Um, but... The big thing to point out here is it's got a red tech skip and a yellow tech skip. This is the only slice at the table that has two tech skips in it. And we kind of decided to make a point to make it red and yellow because we want to see more War Suns. Uh, And we certainly have already seen it. Yeah. It's already already been a thing.
1: Yeah. So, Muat, obviously, uh, it gets a lot out of this slice. to the point where, I don't know, maybe, maybe the meta is going to shift over the course of the tournament, and people are going right. to be like, no, pick Muat. Muat's good. Which, that yeah. would just be so
0: wild to me. It uh, is wild, but it is true. Like, it genuinely, I think it is true. Because Muat can turn two, have three movement wars. So this is why when we earlier said Muat is good and fast and cultured because of the blue tech skip, we only meant kind of because Muat is amazing. Just if you can't get the, that slice. slice which, if you, you know, can't get this one, get... there's your backup. Right, yeah. right. Um, and honestly, dangerous Diplo isn't a horrible backup for Muat either. That's true. right. I mean, that's some more resources, whatever. Um, but but this is like the one we love for Muat because you take those two systems. Um, round two, you get Prototype War Sun two, and suddenly your War can just go wherever. Right. Um, in our game. Muat got lucky too because uh, Hunter was a con and was very willing to trade with him. So hopefully you play that factor up too. You know, you got to get your money elsewhere and Muat has four commodities. So, you know, you you, you do what you can here. But right. I love this because I want to see War Suns be decently viable. And this slice is certainly going to make at least one player at every table. Consider it. I mean, when you have a red and a yellow, if you are any faction with a red in your starting uh, tech, you're already considering it right yep, if you for have sure. if if you are Arborek with Majin, all you have to do is get plasma scoring and next round you can have war sun too or, i mm-hmm. mean war suns uh if you are mentak you're almost there right so there it, it's just like i can't wait to see what happens yeah. in this slice yeah the- uh, you had a really fun consideration too for this oh slide.
1: yeah i actually think this would be a cool uh hakan slice um they obviously don't need like I, there used to be, I feel like, in TI3, um, more of a reputation for Hakan going War Sun and I think Absolutely. we could see that again um, in this slice. Uh, not that they need the yellow skip to get to War Sun, They don't. No. The red skip is obviously very helpful, but the yellow skip is still helpful to Hakan if they're trying to go after Quantum Data Hub node, uh, which I think we will see a lot of people shooting for that. I, I feel like I shoot yeah. for that less than everybody else, but that the, yeah it's there and uh i think i think there's a good chance good. we'll see it um and yeah this slice is nuts ernam mir is
0: just kind of the coolest right. system to me. well that's the other big consideration too is right Hakan has six commodities they make their money elsewhere so all you really need is something that's going to pump command counters into your that's true you know abilities so having rnm mir as that option uh, is great and you also said this hunter uh, i think you kind of like hakon uh, when they get to do Mechatol plays, um, so if you can uh, like take RNM Mir and then continue on your way and have your six influence ready to go to take Mechatol, right, that's, right. that's twelve influence now that you've banked, and all of your money gets to go towards units and tech, because um, you're you're getting four command counters per round guaranteed.
1: It honestly, any 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 faction that uh, is gonna have a problem with command counters or wants yeah. to be way ahead on command counters could take this slice and be like no that's right. my logic i don't care about the tech skips i just want i mean Aaron this Amir. is a
0: great honestly this is another great ghost slice i yeah. mean we, there's a lot of slices i can say ghosts are good with but like a red and a yellow to just go ahead and get pds2 right away or get whatever you right. want you know right. get get dimensional slicer slicer right away you've got an alpha there you put a wormhole above M mirror. There, there's a lot that you can do um in this slice and i i can't wait to see what all i think we're every single game i think we're gonna see whoever is in this slice maybe they don't win but they are always gonna have the most fun plays yeah that's that's how i feel it's gonna break down yeah um so i
1: think is there anything else we want to say about this map i i want a lot of feedback on this by the way yeah i, I want I, I
0: want feedback I'll say this much. I don't think we're planning to make... We're not making any major changes. No, no. This is no. more or less the way it's going to look. But if you see something on this map and you realize like, oh, this this aspect is in some way broken, we'll consider those things. But beyond that, I would sort of consider this map pretty locked in to what is going to be in the tournament.
1: Right. Um, I've I met more. I want um to hear your guys' take on the map and that I I want to hear your theory crafting to kind of add to the overall because I just want people to be staring at this trying to figure out like what they want to do Um, right going that's our
0: big that's our big goal that's why we're doing it this way why we wanted to just make a map beforehand and release it uh is because that's that's the sort of tournament we wanted to host is one where the factions are considered for the it is uh, as we've said it's perfectly viable like in the gen con tournament to have the competitive build that's the way the rules were it's the way the chef intended it was for the competitive build right and it makes for a different kind of game and and honestly with this map in mind this is the kind of map you tend to end up with Right. in a competitive build, right? Is right. people getting good pie slices and all the junk kind of gets put in out-of-the-way places. Um, but because this one, because we get to be a little bit more intentional, it means we get to to make these interesting pie slices that f- people go for. They say, I want to make sure Arborek gets in this game so that I can put them in the slice of the gash lie because I want to do Arborek with War Sons right away that's like my goal mm-hmm. and I I want to see that happen so badly so uh, yeah please theory craft the, the crap out of this system uh, because I, I just I, I want to start seeing what people's ideas are and I want to see kind of um, how that evolves then into the tournament because I think the players you know they're all people in the community so I want to see them reading up on stuff and coming up with their own strategies based on all the input they get from everybody else. Um, I, I, I think it's going to be really, really fun.
1: Yeah, I'm super excited. Super excited. Are we, uh, are we ready to do some errata? Also, I mean, I everybody should take a look at this map. Please, please look at it.
0: Yeah, yeah. Bare, bare, bare minimum, and you look at the map. Yeah. Um. If if you, especially if you plan to be paying attention to the the tournament as we're doing it, which if you listen to the show, it, it's it's going to be a major feature of this show. So that's that's why we're already covering it so much these days. Is because when the tournament is actually going on, it will be a uh, the talk of the town here at Space Cats Peace Turbo. Right. Right. So, uh, but let's let's go ahead and jump into the Arata Hunter. Yeah.
1: All right, welcome to Hunter's Town, uh, Errata, Hunter's Town. Welcome to Hunter's Town. That's going to be- Hunter's
0: Erotica. That, all right, no,
1: my this. town. It's my <laughs> town, and I'm the sheriff. Um, the The Errata is from last week's episode, which was all about me, um, <laughs> which you guys didn't have a whole lot to say about me. You guys talked about all kinds of stuff, but you didn't talk about little old me as much as uh, as that. I would have liked- Um, but, uh, everyone and their mom and dog and cat pointed out that last week we talked about, um, Matt making a bad, uh, trade of his direct hit to me. He didn't realize it was bad at the time. And then he really could have used it Well, I did.
0: I was very, I very begrudgingly made that trade and was like, I know this is going to bite me in the butt, but I have to do it. And And it it did. Immediately bought me in the butt. Right, um, and everyone pointed me, point- bided me, me.
1: Everyone right. pointed out that Hakan couldn't trade the direct hit back to Extra because it was neither player's turn when Extra's home was invaded. That's yeah. true. I, I,
0: we, we got theory crafty for a second, and, and we weren't in the right headspace. So I started saying, "Oh man, I could have right if if I'd been thinking in the moment when I was getting attacked, I would have asked for your for my direct hit." That pack. was one of but- those
1: silly ones where we played
0: right, but we remembered wrong. Basically. yeah yeah <laughs> because but f- yeah fair enough either way yeah you, you cannot it's important to, to note you cannot trade um with people when it's not your turn right you have to be the active um, player so let's move on to Revan88's uh comment which is regarding the tournament I'm very interested in the statistics of everything are there any plans to record the outcomes of each game in detail oh yeah yes yeah. oh my gosh oh you can't even imagine how badly i want to see spreadsheets made off of these games i'm going to try to collect as much data as i can but more importantly our intent increasingly i would say even is to to record every single game and post it the entirety of the game onto youtube right um so even if even if i don't collect all the data people want all the data should be available for everybody yeah um from this entire tournament so ideally uh, we we will be able to get a lot of cool stuff. Again, like we said in today's episode, eighteen of the games are on one map, so I, I think that's going to be the most useful for some information. I mean, you have to take a lot of caveats of like, well, we're we're referring to this specific map, so it's not like we can say Muat is an amazing faction because Muat won six games out of eighteen. It's like, right. well, they won six games out of eighteen because they got Prototype War War Sun Two second round all the time. Right, but. It's still going to give us some fun information that we get to compare within an isolated, you know, set of experiences or whatever. Um, so, so yes, we want to record a bunch of data and we want to see how a lot of things go. Uh, and I'm excited to see what all that looks like.
1: This next one from Milti. Uh, this is, this is a very interesting submission. Milti uh, says that I, I think this is an, the interesting part about the meta self-balancing you guys had tilted too hard to the Muat and Sardak our bad side, and uh, and that bit us in in our butts. As is the that's the the <laughs> phrase of the week. Um, yeah, yeah. So we we lost pretty pretty hard uh, against a uh, Muat and Sardak player. Uh, we really just lost against a Sardak player, but the Muat played really well as well.
0: And the Muat was in the running. I mean, the Muat was at nine points. Yeah. in the end. Yeah. So. Both of them crushed it, and I agree, and this is why I'm excited for this tournament and for the way this map is designed and for the way this drafting mechanic works is because I think it gives more opportunity for these less good factions to get in there, and then hopefully we see stuff like this where people are like, well, whatever, you got Sardak, we're going to totally discount you, and then... Because especially in this first round, you can sit and be kind of a sleeper cell right. on these pie slices. Like you can do a lot of work in by just staying in your pie slice. So I, th- I think we're gonna see some interesting um, uh, statistics out of these factions that we regard as not very good, yeah. Uh, and that we've kind of been lambasting for the past like six months. I think we're gonna see some better performances out of them than we've been. Giving them credit for.
1: Yeah, I agree, and I also think you're going to see the meta evolve as the tournament goes on. Like, yeah, there's oh, going to be a game where somebody does something crazy with like Winu or something, and then everybody's
0: going to think like, oh, well, what about Winu? And then yeah, who right, knows? right. <laughs> um, Chills on hills. Jensen. Yeah, uh, says, and this is this is a question for Hunter? Um, Listening to your play style, how do you feel about the mentak coalition? Ambush removes a lot of randomness from combat. And someone who plays efficiently like you do uh, can perhaps get a really good use out of pillage. Um, I,
1: I like this recommendation. Um, the problem is that I think I've only played Mentech twice at this point. Uh-huh. And every time I've played Mentech, I have been too distracted. And I'm not going to make this mistake again, which I think I've right. said this before. But sure. Uh, I get distracted by the potential for PDS Mentec because I think it's just so weird that they are so well positioned to do it. And I I just like it. I think it's cheeky. I think the idea of stealing your trade goods from very defensible positions where you can't touch me because of all my PDS is such a funny, great idea. Right, Um, right. But, uh, yeah, I have been super distracted by it. Uh, next time I want to play straight up tech and go for Cruiser 2, like Matt always says to do,
0: and actually see how that goes. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I... I, I want to see you do it. I want to see you play Yin for the same exact reasons. Right. Of um, us right. talking about, like, you like to be in positions where, like, you just have a solid foothold in a position mm-hmm. and like oh, you, those are my planets now and just like there's not we're not going to debate this right yin is super good at that yeah and so i, I want to see you kind of throw yourself into those positions more
1: uh i do think here's something about Mentec that i've always thought um because i actually don't think that cruisers are good Cru, i think cruisers are bad um, but I think Mentak are the only. I think Ambush is the only ability that makes cruisers viable. Basically, right. That's a weird right. thing I just threw out there. But yeah, that's yeah. Something that you're I think. gonna you're about to get some Errata for I, next know, week. <laughs> I know I I but I don't like cruisers. I just I don't. This is a fun
0: thing. Yeah. Um. I I don't know if we did this for mine and I, and so I want to now that we're we're set. Like I want to see you play Mentak and Yin based okay. off of my episode. Hunter, who who do you think that you know? I haven't played. Who should I play to fit my? Oh, who
1: would I have you play? Um. I want to see you play, hmm. Um, well, I want to see you play Muat. No, I don't yeah, want to see Well, that's just because you want me to suffer. Yeah, I just want you to suffer. <laughs> no, Um. I want to see what you do with like factions like L1 and yeah. like the, I want to see hyper-aggressive Matt, actually. That's actually what I want to yeah. see. I want to see L1 and Barony, although I've seen right. you play Barony. Plenty, but but I usually tank it with Barony. right? Because I just get I just think that there's I get this
0: distracted by there's weird this weird with
1: thing that happens with you. I have this weird theory that you like playing very aggressively with the factions that aren't as well equipped to do it. Like uh-huh. it's odd because yeah. I feel like when you play the really aggressive, factions, I should play
0: like Soul. Like I could be really aggressive with Soul and not just do the mechatol thing, but like just take crap from people, right, and hold it. Like, yeah, I, I can see that kind of stuff. And the same thing with Lizix of, like, just go Harrow. Yeah. That's why I was so excited about Harrow from when we first started the right, podcast. Right, right. And, and I've never seen you play like, L1. Ugh. You've yeah, never played I L1. You think I've only played them once, maybe? Yeah. Maybe? Maybe I haven't. I don't know. I don't think I you have. i one played L1. I don't, I've never seen you do it, so I don't think you have. Well, you play Mentec and I'll play L1 in the next game. That sounds you'll fun. You'll crush me with your scary flag. Yeah, that sounds great. I love that. <laughs> All um, right. I'm going to do the rundown. Um, so you can follow us on Twitter at space cats pod for game updates and announcements, or you can follow us on Facebook for announcements. You can also ask me questions there. Uh, You can hit me up if you need to find the map that we're referring to in this episode, and I will send it to you. You can also see our posts on Reddit slash R slash twilight Imperium for our episode discussions, as well as lots of other discussions that have been getting especially good recently. People have been just making posting really good, like brain burners and stuff like that. I've been super into the Reddit the past, like two weeks. Uh, We have a board game geek guild. That's about all I got to say about that. Uh, space cats, peace at gmail.com to submit us play of the weeks and this Imperium life. These are stories from in-game moments of crazy things that happen. We especially want your salty stories, stories about things that games that went way off the chain and, and, and maybe you, uh, got a little bit bent out of shape and games and, uh, that I went apologize to people way off way the off chain. the chain way sure. off the I chain don't know. he's I'm terrible he's a words. poet he is a poet. Uh, I want you to please check out our patreon and consider uh, contributing to it uh, you get lots of benefits for all the different tiers you can play games with us you can have episodes made about you or whatever you want to discuss uh, you can also get votes in on monthly episodes called the galactic council etc uh, etc et it's a it's a fun thing and you you can get most of those benefits through our discord uh there's lots of fun conversations going on and that's also where we hit up all the people uh in addition to on the patreon website we we talk a lot on our separate discord channels for all of our patrons yeah please rate us on apple podcasts or itunes or stitcher or any app uh because it helps increase visibility of the show and helps people know about twilight imperium and gives us all more people to play with
1: yeah so i uh, hey i'm hunter i'm a comic comedian um, I actually just put up a new YouTube video of me performing at Helium uh, Comedy Club in Portland. Uh, so if you want to get on YouTube and uh, type in Hunter Donaldson Comedian, uh, there should be one that says like Hunter at Helium 2018, um, which even, I think it has like an old joke in it. Uh, but it also has me doing uh, some pretty weird crowd work that was super fun. Um, so check out that clip uh, on YouTube. That's something you can all do. But those of you that live in Portland, Oregon, or are visiting Portland, Oregon, you can see me co-host a show called Earthquake Hurricane every Thursday at 8 o'clock. Um, that happens at a coffee shop in Portland called Food or Ford Food and Drink. Food Ford and Drink might be a good new name. Um, <laughs> built, built Food Tough. Uh and on November thirtieth, I'll be performing uh, with Don't Tell Comedy at a secret location. You'll have to message me for details. And no, I don't. I still don't know. They still haven't told me the secret yet. That's great. So hopefully they <laughs> will tell me before somebody hits me up about it. Um, <laughs> another thing I wanted to mention that is comedic and has to do with me and you is uh, our what? our spec script episode is coming is out soon. Is it coming soon. out? It. it sh- I I saw so. SpecScript is a podcast and live show in Portland where somebody writes like an episode of a TV show they have never seen. And then you do like a table read of that episode. Mm -hmm. It's really cool. And I wrote, and me and another comic named Kyle George wrote an episode of The Lone Ranger. And I had Matt do the table read with us. So you can hear me and Matt being funny together. Unlike this show, unlike this show where, yeah, it's yeah, it's mostly uh, mostly bombing. (laughs) But
0: uh, Uh, no, actually, to to tease TI listeners, Hunter wrote the episode knowing that he was going to force me to be in it. And he just wanted me to talk in my like terrible Australian accent for like 30 minutes. So he wrote an Australian character to make me be. So that's that's what that is. It's fun. Uh, It's it's it it was fun. Um, I can't wait for that to come out.
1: Yeah, so that that should be out this week and we will probably have more details for you next week as far as where to download it and stuff. Uh, but yeah, so get excited for that. That'll be really fun for those of you that are interested in that kind of thing. Um, let's thank some Patreoners. I would like to thank yeah. the Space Kitties, Jim Bov, Jada Paik, Dustin Doom, Nathan Swenson, and in Mac we trust. Um, And then also just going to th- throw some thanks out to Mike Raleigh, Seth Viteto, and Steven
0: Albrecht, right? Yeah. Yeah. Did Albrecht. I do that right? Stephen Albrecht? I think that's great. It's as good as I would have done. Yeah. Um, I'm going to do our play of the week this week. This one is submitted by Unaligned Magi, but it is a game that involves the player Mantis. Um, so... I'm playing soul and minding my own business. Mantis, as Ghost of Creus, is on the other side of the galaxy at eight points. We all know he can't score the two-point objective, but he has a secret in hand, and I'm currently holding the Shard of the Throne. This is the agenda that grants one point to the person who holds it, and if you win a combat against that person, you steal the point. Um, We are all trying to figure out his plan to get his secret and how he will hold on to the Shard. He can't outstall the rest of us, so we know if he's going to make his move, it'll have to be when we still have a chance to react and take the shard back. Mantis realizes this as well. He activates a system next to my home system, plays a flank speed, and sends everything except for what's in his home system. And I do mean everything. Every single infantry every single ship he completely empties his entire pie slice moving about eight ships through his flagship's wormhole from the other end where a normal home system would be being way over fleet supply he must destroy four of his ships and then he must lose most of his infantry he crushes my paltry fleet in the system and takes the shard getting to nine points but he doesn't land on the planets just so he doesn't risk losing a single battle None of us can reach his home system, and with his entire pie slice emptied, we can't win a battle unless we defeat a flagship and three dreadnoughts with a fighter screen. One of the other players tries and fails, and at the end of the game, we find that his last secret objective was to be next to another player's home system, and this was the only system he could reach that would score it. That's so crazy. What a- So good. I, I love how many more of these, like, brain bender plays of the week we've been getting recently right of like the the, the player has this problem of like i'm gonna get the shard but how do i prevent myself from losing it oh i know how to do that have nothing left right just have no more ships left and then you can't lose the shard of the throne right easy right
1: it's like, it reminds me of that time we had an Arborek player take all of the command counters out of fleet supply for himself so that yeah. he had no ships anywhere. So you would have to invade a planet in order to take right. it from him. And every planet had like 12 yeah. ground forces. Yeah. It, or was Arborec, it was Arborek. Yeah. So yeah. 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 That was, yeah, that's nuts. Um, <laughs> I, yeah. I think also that play in general, uh, I, I think we have disseminated that play a little more and I feel like we will see more of that, of that, yeah. like kind of. Oh, I've got everything well, figured out. I could
0: I should just destroy all the things I don't need, yeah, basically. Yeah, he, well, hearing people talk on the Discord, I I think we sh- he I think uh Paul was sharing this same story on the Discord and this is not like even close to the first time this has happened for a lot of players. This this has I think become somewhat of a common play mm-hmm. on Tabletop Simulator and in that community people just realize like, okay, when shard of the throne hits, your last play is truly your last play of the game. Right. You you right. make a point to that's it, right? Swan song, right? You can't leave anything for anybody
1: to take from you, because then that'll be it. Well, cool. Well,
0: it's sleepy time for me. Yeah, Matt's I'm sleepy. I'm gonna go have a turkey coma, and uh, hopefully, I don't die in Turkey Town.
1: No, you won't. I. You're.
0: I won't. This is. What a weird episode this has been. This has been weird. This has been a weird one. Yeah. I, I hope everyone uh, was able to at least look at that uh, map or it made sense to play along while we talked about images. Right, right. I wonder how
1: much it made sense. It might not have made any. I'm actually getting a very strong feeling that maybe this episode
0: made no sense whatsoever. I'll say this much. It's always going to be better than the flagship episode. No, so no, it won't. I, I feel all right. No, it won't. Can you hear me <laughs> rolling? My, I'm rolling dice. Do you hear it? Do you hear it? Yeah. I have to go. I'm turning the podcast off. You can't be trusted. I'm, I'm, I'm rolling dice. It's fun. I'm having fun. I'm
1: having fun because I'm rolling dice. See all the dice I'm rolling. Well, you can't see it. But... Yeah. Welcome to Hunter's Dice Zone. Um, I'm roll- going to roll a D20. Let's see what comes up. All right. It was a 10. Uh, I'm going to roll it again. One more time. Uh, all right. Now it was a two. Um. I guess I could roll, like, a different die. Uh, I'm going to roll a six-sided die this time. All right, watch
0: Thank you for listening to Space Cat's Peace Turtles, and thanks to Ben Prunty for the use of his music. You can find more at benpruntymusic.com and benprunty.bandcamp.com Pax Magnifica, Bellum Gloriosum.